This is an honest podcast about mental health and the reality we live in. The sad boys will serve as the ones who never really fit in and give a funny, real, and emotionally vulnerable look at the uncomfortable realities that make us who we are, and they will discuss coping mechanisms and solutions we use to get through it. By no means are the sad boys actually qualified to give you real advice, but they will not give you any fucking bullshit. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. Yes, sir. Another long week. Cheers. Hello, my fellow sad friends, and welcome back to the We're Not Okay podcast. This is a podcast about mental health and the reality that we live in. This is a podcast where your two favorite sad boys are going to hold nothing back while we talk about those things. I'm Turkey. I'm Isaiah. So today on the podcast, we're actually, we have a really long list of subjects that we want to go through. But before we start delving into that list, we found it appropriate to uh, talk a little bit about the holiday blues. I'm sure that uh, y'all seen the title. It just feels appropriate. Yeah, the holiday, you know, it weighs down on a lot of people. Yeah. There's a lot of loneliness, people separated from their families, whether it may be they just live in a different state, city, can't afford to go see them. There's so many things about the holidays that just weigh on people. Yeah, man. Big time. A lot. And I've got some, uh, some descriptions of things, and uh, we're actually going to go later into some solutions, how maybe you can help to handle the holiday blues and get through it, and hopefully this podcast will help you prepare for the upcoming month of Christmas. I got my Christmas hat on. It's a beautiful Christmas hat. Do you like it? Yes, I do like it. It's very Scrooge-esque, but yeah. I think that, that fits you. Hell yeah. For those of you guys just listening, it's a black Christmas hat that says Bah Humbug. Yeah. We also it's got great. our Christmas lights up. It's one single strand. <laughs> it looks nice, though. Yeah. It looks nice. It's festive. Hell yeah. Very festive. So before we get into the topics, and I open my journal for today, small talk. How has your past two weeks gone, my friend? How things been? I mean, you know, typical. It's been up and down. Yeah. But at the end of every day, I've gone to sleep with a smile on my face. Good. It's been, you know, there, there's everyday struggles. Yeah. But I figured out how to just breathe, Good. get through it. I, I got to do better at, at just sticking through. Sometimes it can be tough, though. You know what I mean? Like, when you're going through stuff at home and then you're being forced to be someplace that you don't really want to be, it's like, why am I here? Why am I making the effort to do this, you know? Exactly. And it's, at the same time, it's kind of like I'd rather put my current effort and energy with what little I have into trying to solve the problem at home yeah, than try to make my way through work with all these other things that are just bothering me. Yeah. It's all about how much effort you put into something. Right. And you have to be very clear and concise. You have to keep going. And it's commitment. Like these like vague like Yoda wisdomisms that you're you're shooting right now. You have to be very clear and concise. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're being very vague, but I understand. I understand. I bought new this is small talk, right? I bought new computer parts. Finally. And I was like, Yeah, it's about time to fix this computer, so our our friggin' recordings quit breaking, our streams quit crashing. I was like, it's about time. So I finally bit the bullet and did the thing. 
So I'm very excited to have some new computer parts coming. It's going to be nice. It's going to be real nice. That's nice. I know how much you were looking forward to get, getting oh that done. God. Oh, my God. So much so. It's freaking insane. Getting prepped for uh, Thanksgiving. Got my mom coming down and mentally preparing for that. Because, again, holiday blues. And that's why we're here. Yes, sir. It is as exciting as it is. I know there's, there's still a lot of anxiety. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's nice, but it's like, oh, shit. I hope everything's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's always that overwhelming judge or worry. Yeah. When it, especially when it comes to parents. Like most people, I feel like the majority of our trauma comes from our parents. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Especially around Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah. people have like. Holy shit. I mean, there's jokes about, you know, Uncle Frank getting way too drunk and hitting the kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's a joke because it's a reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like the cousin walk. That's some of my favorite memories. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. The cousin walk. The cousin walk. Yeah. You know, just We're going to okay. go walk around the block we, real quick. We're going to get into that in a minute. <clears throat> but first, the title of today's episode. What are the holiday blues? The holiday blues are temporary feelings of anxiety or depression during the holiday season. There's shopping, social events, and expectations of a good holiday, and these pressures can be stressful. You may also be missing loved ones or have negative feelings come back from past memories of old holidays. With all these events going on, you may forget also about good nutrition or the lack of motivation to participate in any kind of physical activity. All of these things and more can contribute to the holiday blues. And one of the other reasons I wanted this to be the topic is because the other name of the holiday blues is SAD. S-A-D. Like the sad boys, but it stands for Seasonal Affective Disorder. That's, that's very convenient. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, the holiday blues are sometimes associated with sad, but the two are not directly related. A person with holiday blues can also have sad. SAD is a diagnosable problem linked to fewer hours of sunlight during the winter. And people with SAD have symptoms of depression throughout the fall and the winter after we fall back. So can that be played in the same sense as summer, especially when you're from a desert climate and you stay inside because that, that blistering sun? I think that's so much. So And like, I was like, I've always wanted to move to like Portland or Seattle or something because it just rains all day and it sounds rad. And I feel like I'd be outside more if it, that was the case. Right. And everyone's like, no, no, you wouldn't. You don't want to be in the rain. I'm like, well... It sounds more preferable to me, even. Okay, so before we get into the tough stuff for the holidays and kind of how, you know, if you have any trauma or anything else like that with the holidays, I've got here in my journal for us to discuss um, any kind of holiday funny stories that you might have from the holidays, like the cousin walk or anything else like that. And maybe for people who don't know what the cousin walk is, maybe you can um, help explain that to them. Just elaborate a little bit on the yeah. cousin walk. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Basically. Before dinner, before everything's cooked, you're getting ready. You know, everything's about to be done. Mm. Like, hey, we're going to go on a walk around the block real quick. <laughs> and the cool cousin, which was usually me. You were the cool cousin? Usually. Nice. I would have a joint or a blunt ready to go. And as we enjoyed this walk, we would, we'd smoke the whole thing, come back blazed as fuck, ready to just tear up Thanksgiving. Ready to just eat. Ready to just eat. Yep. Your whole family's like... Oh, my grandson went on a walk and came back. His eyes is all red. No, my eyes have must be allergies out there or something. I'm I'm one of the lucky few that just eyes don't get red nice. ever. They get a little glossy, but it's hard oh. to tell through the glasses. Okay, all right. I'll take your word for it. Further. 
<laughs> My eyes always look like this. <laughs> yeah, they always look like this. They're always slightly slanted. Um, I know about said cousin walk. Um, you know, my sister would always go on said cousin walk. Sometimes I would just go or whatever, but I would never participate. Um, there really wasn't me, right? Not a big weed smoker. Um, haven't really ever been, which is a surprise to a lot of people. Um, but I know exactly what you mean. It was like in the reverse for me. Like I was like smoking cigarettes, but I didn't want certain family members to know. So after dinner, I'd go for the cousin walk so I could smoke a cigarette or something. Gotcha. Help my food settle. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I would mostly do. Yeah. I, I started with cigarettes. So yeah. I get that because, you know, whenever you finish a meal, it's like, I want a cigarette. <laughs> so I completely understand that. Yeah. But then I found out weed makes me hungry. Yeah. And so I, I would do the beginning and after cousin walk. You little skinny and, fucker, you need it too. Yeah. 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 Hope you eat fucking food. Uh, I get eat, out there. I eat. Trust yeah. me. I've been, I've been kind of slamming down Pop Tarts lately, but. I've been putting peanut butter on them and like a hefty serving, like fresh out the toaster, just slapping some peanut butter on it. Yep. Protein. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had um, for the holidays at work, our job really likes to do things for the holidays. They're like all about it. Like it's insane. Um, we got like a potluck. We got some fucking chefs that we work with, dude. I was so happy. Like, I don't, I was like, ah, damn. Like, normally I don't partake ever. And, like, if there's, like, community food or whatever, um, even before COVID happened, I still, I never did. I would never do potlucks. Like, no, thank you, because I just don't fucking trust people. Um, but I was like, I'm hungry. This looks dope. I'm going to do it. And it was great. Did you, did you leave before? No, I was there during. I just, as well as you, I'm very distrusting of other people. Yeah. It's at no fault of their own. You know, they've right. never done anything to make me not trust them. Yeah. I've got this just constant worry that someone's going to do something to their food that's going to cause me some sort of illness, some sort of pain. And have you had like food poisoning or something before? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I've eaten some raw food that somebody had prepared for me uh, and got really sick. Um, it was primarily from, from restaurants. Mm. Um. No one personally close to me has ever so caused like, that. You have food trauma. <laughs> I guess in a sense, yeah, I do have food trauma. And yeah. it, uh, it just makes me not want to eat people's food unless I'm watching them prepare it. Right. Unless I'm in the room watching them prepare it. Yeah. You know, it just makes me feel more comfortable. And I feel bad because people are like, oh, you want to try this? You want to eat this? And I'm no. I'm sometimes, okay. like for me, when people buy food from somewhere, I'm still like, no, I wasn't there when you ordered it, so I don't fucking yeah. want fucking food trauma. It's crazy. So, but also, guys, you know, I mean, that ties into just Thanksgiving in general, right? Getting like people preparing food for you, you're preparing food for people, whatever. So that's just it's a whole thing. So continuity errors. So, anyways, um, yeah, holidays are tough, man. And um, I do have a couple traumatic stories from holidays. If you want to start getting into those? Um, and I do still have some ideas as to how to combatant holiday blues that we'll get into later. But my grandparents on my mother's side um, are fairly well off. I mean, they, but they made something of themselves. And uh, there was this one time around Thanksgiving and when I was like living with my mom still, we went to my grandparents' house and I just remember like I was fucking hungry like a lot of the time. 
And uh, we actually went to my grandparents' house, and we walked inside, and there was this amazing smell of food. Like, it was like cooked beef stew. Like, it was filling the whole house. It was fucking rad. And we walked in, we were talking for a little bit, and then I asked, like, my grandma, I was like, so what are you cooking? And she fucking turned to me, and they were making food for their dog. Oh. They were cooking dog food. (laughs) And you were just like, damn, let me get some of that. Yes, I was prepared and ready to fucking eat it. <clears throat> I mean, if it smells like beef stew, I'd probably be down to eat it too. Mm-hmm. And just considering they're well off, they were probably making that man some some grub. Dude, like, you know, corn, carrots, whatever. Yep. Jesus. Um, and in that same vein, <clears throat> there was one year, I think my grandpa like sold his company or he did something like that. It was some, I don't know the exact story because I was really young. I was like 11. Um, they brought us around in like October, November. And told us our Christmas present for the whole family that year is they were taking all of us on a cruise, which was really cool. Um, and uh, I was so young, though. We all had to, like, sign papers or whatever. Um, and then we got to go on a cruise from California to, like, Mexico and back. So it was. It was, like, three days. But before we went on that cruise, I was, like, 12 years old. I um, had a neighbor. And she was, like, maybe 16 or 17. Um, I lost my virginity to her. And then the next morning, she moved away out of state. And then I got in a car and went to my grandparents' house to go on a cruise. So I was so fucking, like, heartbroken on the whole cruise. I didn't eat any food. I didn't enjoy any of the Christmas festivities. I was just sitting in the computer lab area, emailing my soon-to-be ex-girlfriend over and over again. So you spent your time yes, where you could have looked at the beautiful ocean yeah, and beautiful women. Yeah. And they gave us like, where it was, it was like also 500 bucks or something just to spend on whatever we wanted to. And instead of me buying like a skateboard or like some puka shells from Mexico or like something cool, I spent all of my money on the internet at the computer lab. You spent, you spent your money at the internet cafe on the, on the cruise ship. On the cruise ship. Wow. I, I'm sorry, brother. I understand, you know, losing... <laughs> Losing the card is it's not a it's not a lack. Thing. Yeah. It it takes a lot. It takes a lot of courage, especially for a man with anxiety. Mm. Know exactly where you're at there. Yeah. And for her to to, to dip next fucking next day, day. Next day. Not even a couple days, not even a week. I don't know what her, her decision there was day. or what he, I mean, she knew this was coming. Like I don't you She know. didn't disclose it at all. No. Well, I mean, I knew like she was leaving, you know. Um, and she was just like, come over tonight, you know, come see me or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like we usually do. We would hang out and sit and talk and stuff like we were. Yeah. I was young. Fuck, I was 12. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which oh, wait. I'm sure in a future episode, we'll talk about how me and older women and whatever. I was just about to say, I forgot that at the beginning of the story, you were telling me that you were 12 and then you mentioned your neighbor's age and it just. Yeah. Just over my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had hit puberty when I was like 10. True. You were telling so me that. Already like well endowed. Like I was fine. You know yeah. I mean? um, but yeah, I already had armpit hair and everything. But I was still 12. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. There was also people on this cruise ship that were like doing like hella pills. I don't know what it was. Again, I was young. But I just remember seeing them like walking around. Like imagine being fucked up on a cruise ship. And one of them, like I remember like face planted into the youth center sign and like fell down. And they had to take him to like this medical area and shit. I was just like, what the fuck's wrong with these people? So that could have also played into why I never hung out with them because I was like, y'all are fucked. 
so something about rich white people and boats. Yeah. It's and a lot pills, of drugs. Apparently. A yeah. lot of drugs, a lot of pills, a lot of boxed wine, a lot of cocktails. And so it's kind of like Jack Sparrow walking on land, but they're, they're on the boat. Mm. I've never been on a cruise ship, but... I still don't even consider myself that I did because, like, did I? Maybe someday we got to. Let's go to the motherfucking Bahamas. Did I really? Yeah. So I don't know if that counts is holiday trauma, but it did happen around the holidays, and it did ruin Christmas for me that year. So even though it yeah. should have technically been the best Christmas of my life, it was not. I mean. Although, if you make jokes, you're like, boy, you got laid. That was your best Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. Well. Getting laid is not the most important thing. Your emotions are. Right. Yes, love and sex can be tied into each other, which not always, but that's kind of what our brains do. Uh, but you were hurt at the end of the day. Yeah. It wasn't something that was, that was a good memory to look back on after a bit. You know, wow, you lost your V-card. Congratulations, wow. you were 12. You yeah. did it. Right. Claps. Claps. But immediately after, the memory of it was tainted by... Mm. The heartbreak. Before we get too into depth with that stuff, do you, my friend, have any kind of weird trauma from, uh, you know, holidays and stuff like that? My story was more of less a comedy story, but, you know, I have more, but whatever, it's your turn. That story was comedy? Yeah. It was so, like, you start in one place and you end up somewhere completely else. It's crazy. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. You end up in Mexico. I mean... Sometimes you don't want to find yourself randomly in Mexico, but on a cruise ship, I think you're okay. Yeah. Um, so my family just kind of, they're weird. You know, every Thanksgiving, pretty much we'd go to my grandparents' house, but then we'd have a separate dinner at our own house. And it was always on different days, so we kind of got like two Thanksgivings nice. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, especially when I was younger, it was grandparents' house, and they were just old school. Yeah. Um. So it was a little, not necessarily culture shock, but they just were very different with how they handled things. I'm sure everybody knows, like, the kids' table kind of thing. Yeah. But it was, like, to a point where I was 13 sitting at, like, kids' table. When a bunch I could, of eight-year-olds like, and shit? Younger. They didn't know where to stick you. They're like, <laughs> where's he going? Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't really comfortable. You know, it's not, that's not exactly trauma. Yeah. Because they were very closed-in people, but they were very religious. Mm. And most of my traumas, I guess, as far as the holidays, is being the black sheep, in a sense. I was very, like, I felt like I was very pushed to the side. Right. Very misunderstood. Very, like, nobody really paid much attention to me. And if they did, it was kind of just to point out things that were wrong with me. Mm. Right. My grandpa, rest in peace, he was an amazing and understanding man. Mm. Um, he spent a lot of years fighting his disease for a long time we thought he was gonna go much sooner and that's kind of one thing i struggle with around the holidays because i want to see him right and you know sometimes throughout the year i won't really it's not necessarily that i don't think about it but it's not on the forefront yeah when those holidays come around where i would see him every year for years i think about him a lot so that's another kind of i guess trauma for the holidays yeah it's, no the loss is huge yeah, it's you know what I mean? grief is Loss part of the holiday like blues. Hint your mental growth. Yeah, it can. Yeah. You can be stuck in a place. Uh, let's say your mom dies when you're 12. You're 12 of, for you're a long time. 12 for a very long time. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, growing up, I was just on the poor side of things. So I always opened my presents very slow and try to enjoy the experience because I don't even really care what I actually receive. It's just like I've received something. So like, thank you. So I'm always the last one still opening presents on Christmas. And you know what I mean? Um, didn't really have anything. And I know that it's affected me that way. Just now that I've gotten older, and I think it's okay. I think it's all right. You learn to appreciate a little bit, you know. Um, but being at home with my mom and like, you know, just getting things, and I love her for everything she got for me and everything. But then going to school and all these kids bragging about their new PlayStation threes and PlayStation twos, and she, you know, was always tough. It's like I got a new sweater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely understand. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents did their best. Right. Same. Same aspect. Yeah. I always uh, appreciated every little bit of it. Man. Exactly. And yeah. That's really all you can do. It's kind of like that. Oh, an avocado kid. It's an avocado. Yeah. He opens yeah. an avocado and yeah. he's super excited about it and pumped about it. <laughs> but I mean, while they were training him, it's kind of like that you just, you appreciate what you got because yeah. you got something. And I can understand that because, you know, my parents, or not my parents, my grandparents would get some, some wild things for us. Things that were not exactly correlated to our personalities <laughs> or our interests, but when we would get them, we'd appreciate it because, Thanks, dude. yeah, they got us something, and you know, we'd still utilize it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So it wasn't until we got much older that, like, I guess they started to pay attention to our interests. Uh, the last Christmas that we got something from them, it was the we got it way later because my grandpa was really sick, so they couldn't get around to it. But they got me this Beatles poster. Cool. And at the time, I was really into the Beatles, Pink Floyd, that just area of music. Still am. Nice. But they got me something that I really liked and that I utilized until it was tattered nice. and could not be hung up anymore. Yeah. I should have framed it. But. We're kids. We teenage. don't frame things. Exactly. Was, I was a teenager. I was sticking it, sticking tacks in every corner every time I'd move it, not trying to line up the hole or anything. I just wanted that thing up. I was, that's a good memory right there. It was unfortunately, you know, the last Christmas that he was around, mm. but good Christmas nonetheless. That's cool, man. Yeah. Makes me want to buy you a Beatles poster. I don't know why. It just does. <clears throat> um, you could send Beatles posters to our P.O. box. Um, we do actually have one of them. Anyways. Uh, yeah, man. Presents are tough. They're always tough, especially with families and things and other kinds of stuff. And it's good, though. You know, when people try, it's, it's always wonderful. And I think I'm actually kind of thankful for the way that I grew up because I do appreciate things more. That's kind of why I have a hard time gifting things to people or doing things for people myself. Yeah. Because I sit there and weigh down so much on, are they even going to like this? Right. And I will, in a sense, guilt myself about it so much that I don't end up doing it. Like It's like, they're not going to like this anyways. What's I'm just going to walk away. What's the point? Yeah. But I've kind of... I switch that mindset, and when I see something and it makes me think of somebody, I get it for that person. Right. Uh, if I can afford it, clearly. But if I can at the time, I'll go back for it. Like, I just kind of like, you know, if, if somebody sees something in the store and they think of me and they bring it to me, whether it's something I like or not, like, you were thinking of me when you did it. Hell yeah. It's that phrase, that, it's the thought that counts. Right? That's right. Right? That's right. Hell yeah. And I've been learning that this year. Thanks to you. I do my best, man. I've been I, learning. You're, I remember you telling me uh, about that. You were out of town shopping or something. And oh, yeah. you saw something and you were like, 
Isaiah would like that. I still know exactly what it and was, too. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it because I don't think I'm going back that way. It's not a big deal. But Do you want to know what it was? I am curious. It was this little um, set of mushroom cups. They were like cups, but they were like mushrooms, and they had like little toppers. So like you could also put things in them and like top mm-hmm. them or whatever. And they were really cool because they also had like little little guys, and I was like... Mushroom cups. I don't know. I just seen them, and I was like, I should buy those for Isaiah. Dude, I would have loved that. <laughs> I honestly, I would have loved that. You hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> mushroom like, cups. Mushroom cups, man. I love mushrooms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> don't you lie to me, no, brother. I have a mushroom on my desk at work. I have mushroom stickers, not all over the place, but I have them laid out in places on my desk. Yeah, I love mushrooms. <laughs> In, in multiple ways. <laughs> multiple ways. Uh, okay, well, that was the alarm. What we're going to do is we're going to go to our bridge, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk solutions, y'all. So thank you so much for getting this far into this uh, here episode. It's bridge time, baby. It's time for the bridge. Welcome, everybody, to the We're Not Okay Bridge. This is a part of the show where we want to take a step back. We don't know how intense the conversations would have been um, that we've had so far, and we want to allow you and us to take a deep breath, talk about something random. We're going to tell jokes, do riddles, read out of journals, all their kinds of stuff, you know, dream interpretations, whatever have you, and whatever the hell we come up with that week. It's a little rough. Right here. There's, there's a lot of, we have a lot so of many ideas. Ideas for the bridge that we um, haven't settled on one yet. So we've decided whoever hosts these episodes gets to freaking come up with the bridge until we settle on one. And today I'm hosting Holiday Blues, so Isaiah. Here's my idea. Since we're doing Holiday Blues, I'm going to spitfire a bunch of random questions at you, and I just want you to just answer them to your best ability. You got it. And all of you guys at home, answer them yourself. All right? <clears throat> Speaking of holidays, you're forced to create one dish to cook one single dish for something for the holidays. What are you cooking? So I would try to do either a honey ham or maybe a candied yams. Do you think you would nail it? I feel like I would. I'm a very attention. I pay a lot of attention to my cooking. Nice. I, as a man who has tried my cooking. You do, actually. I, you take pride in that shit. I do take pride in it. You know, I'm very nervous about whether people are going to like it or not. And when I get that gratification, if they did, ooh, the ego just, I'll be yeah. humble about it, but my internal ego is, is going up slowly. Nice. Uh, nice. You've got one gift you were given when you were a child. It was your favorite one from your childhood. Which one is it? It's definitely got to be that Beatles poster. The Beatles poster. The Beatles poster. Okay. One you haven't mentioned. Uh, World of Warcraft trading card set. Do you still have? No. Yeah. I was probably about 11. It was when Cataclysm came out. Mm-hmm. And they got me a Cataclysm-based uh, TCG set. Nice. And I loved it. But being a young kid, I, I was not very careful with anything. Mm. So I did not end up keeping it. <laughs> a lot nice. of them got destroyed. Um, for me, it'd be um, what I would cook. A green bean casserole. But I would use... Some kind of chips on the top instead of onions. And also a Volcom sweater I got when I was younger. I wore it until it died. It was a hoodie. And I still wear zip-up hoodies to this day because of how much I enjoyed that. that was I love um, zip-up hoodies, too. A gift you have given that you worked really hard on that the person appreciated. Okay, so that's a little bit tougher for me primarily because I'm the kind of person that will buy somebody a gift 
and then before the holiday ever hits, I give it to them. Uh, and that kind of it. And I also have bad memory, so I, a lot of the times I don't remember what I've done for people, okay, okay. especially because I do it Maybe without much thought. A gift someone did not appreciate. I also can't say I've experienced much of that. Okay. And if they didn't appreciate it, it wasn't to my face. Have um, you ever decorated? Uh, oh, go ahead. I thought of one. So, a uh, very long time ago is probably uh, the first. It was a, it was my first paycheck, maybe second paycheck. My dad had gone to Australia, and when he was going through customs, he had this electro arc laser. It like it was kind of like a very mini taser that you could use for cigarettes, for lighting your cigars, whatever the case may have been. And he was going through the customs. I believe it was to Australia. I can see where this is going, and they confiscated it. Because it could have been deemed a weapon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when I got this check, it was around Father's Day. I bought him a brand new one. I believe it was the same one, maybe a little bit better. I can't remember. And he was pretty pumped about that because he was so disappointed that that got taken. It didn't cost a lot of money, but it, I could just tell that, you know, he knew I was paying attention to the fact that he was upset by that. Nice. And that, that felt good. Hell yeah. I, uh, Recently gave a gift to my dad as well. <clears throat> um, growing up, he always wore these fox hats. You know, like foxes, like dirt biking. Yeah. He always wore these fox hats or like black hats with like fox on them or whatever. And every time I visualize my dad, he's wearing one of these hats, whether it's blue, black, white, or green or whatever. But he always just had one. And in like the recent years, I haven't seen him have one. So I got him a fox hat. And then I also, this was for his birthday and for Father's Day because it's always around the same time. Um, I also got him a miniature of his dirt bike that we used to ride together when I was growing up um, that we rode like a couple of times. It's a little miniature guy that you could put on his shelf. And I was like sick. Like it wasn't that expensive, but I was just like, this is, you know, thought filled. Yeah. And apparently he loved it. He sent me a, a picture of him. He had his pajamas pulled all the way up to his chest and he was wearing the hat and making a funny face. Like, and I was like sick. It's got to feel good. It's got to feel good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, last question. Have you ever decorated anything? Um, if you haven't, if you could ever decorate like a Christmas tree with like a theme or something like that, what would it be? So I have decorated something and this is, is kind of a jail story. Ooh. Are, are we ready for this one? Yeah, man. So I'm gonna set my mic down. Uh, Go. There was one year where I was taken to jail and I, I was Getting through a lot of my stuff, I spent a lot of time in that time focusing on myself and trying to get out of my head and react a different way. But the pod that I happened to be put in was really upset around this time. No one in there was expecting a release before Christmas except for me. And sad. It's yeah, it's tough. Being incarcerated during the holidays is so tough. Yeah. It's terrifying. And you're nowhere near family. The only people you have to rely on. Or even around you. Not a lot of the times you can even rely on them. So, anyways, I could just tell everybody in this, in this pod was bummed. I took as many pieces of newspaper every time a, a CO would walk by. I'd be like, hey, can you get me today's newspaper? Got as many pieces of newspaper as I could and broke them down into triangles, folding them. And on the wall with toothpaste, I made a Christmas tree out of these newspaper clippings. And I did that in the middle of the night. Fucking cute. People woke up, and there was a Christmas tree, and everybody was pumped about it. 
it felt so good. That's so cute, man. I I don't know why I had the motivation to do that. You that fucking time, would though. It felt so good to do. Like everybody was pumped that day. I got hella one cookies. Smack. This is one smack. No, just one smack. One smack. Nice. It, it felt good. It's like a sideways high five. Sideways high five. I yeah. like it. Well, to bring a lot of joy into such a dark place. Oh, good. Even if it was for just a brief moment for a day. Sick, bro. Sick. Well, I was going to say something about something, but whatever. I ain't going to top that. So that's the end of the bridge. (laughs) All right. Welcome back, everybody. The We're Not Okay podcast. So one of the things I feel that give people the most bit of holiday blues are one of two things and one is either that there are christmas traditions that they can no longer participate in or because of loss and uh i know me and sprinkles both have that a little bit in both cases um like friendsgiving for a long time my buddy Danian would always be there i have a picture at friendsgiving of me and him like shaking hands like if i can find it i'll put it up here um and so Friendsgiving and Thanksgiving is always kind of a little hard for me because my boy Daniel ain't there. Um, RIP. You know what I mean? So loss is always tough. Um, but also being away from family and being like a grown adult, not being with your mom or your pop or whatever, um, enjoying Christmas or whatever might be a little bit different. Might be a little bit strange to people. Um, so I do actually have some advice. Um, and my simple advice is when you got the holiday blues is to... Find the motivation, first of all, because that's the hardest part, because you're just not going to want to do it. (laughs) You're going to be like, fuck it. The holidays just suck. You have to push through that the best that you can. And my advice is to create your own new traditions to do on Christmas, something that only you and maybe a friend do, um, or maybe you and your partner, or something maybe that you just do by yourself on Christmas or around Christmas. It's your own little tradition. So you have something that you do every year, something that you can look forward to, or even if it isn't something crazy and big and special, it's still something that you do. Like eating a TV dinner, watching the same rerun of Modern Family, their Christmas special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that's your tradition. So when I was younger, I had a small tradition that me and my friend Ben would always do. Um, and it kind of started for birthdays, but then it evolved into Christmases. And we weren't even like super close friends. We were just kind of like good friends. And on birthdays that turn into Christmases, we would get each other. It started off with like a gift. Like he got me a pair of drumsticks, right? So next Christmas, I got him a pair of drumsticks and a new belt. And then the next Christmas, he got me a pair of drumsticks and a belt and a t-shirt. And it just kept evolving back and forth. And that was like a little tradition I always look forward to because I was like, dang, I wonder what Ben's going to add to the pot this year. And it went on for like six years. And it's just cool. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, making your own tradition is another thing. I love it. Uh, we like At one point, we weren't even really talking. But he just showed up. You know what I mean? He was like, here, yeah. Turk. And I think he like brought me, you know, guitar, whatever. He brought me like two bags of T-shirts that he like banned t-shirts that he didn't wear anymore. <laughs> and just brought them up. Yeah, they're sick, bro. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like coming up on a bunch of free clothes. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the idea of making your own traditions. It kind of like, this isn't something that's been done for me, but it's something I've seen a lot. Yeah. Uh, around Christmas time, 
dads taking their boots and sticking them in flour and making a trail from the from the fireplace. In a sense, that's them oh, making cute. their own tradition, but like for Santa the family. The, yeah. 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 And I, I do have plans for making my own tradition in that sense. Nice. I won't disclose much on there for the uh, family that could be watching. Ha ha ha. So, yeah. but well, I want to um, do something special. I got a couple more, and this is what I do nowadays. What me and Sprinkles do to this day. Um, we actually tell each other how many gifts we have gotten each other. And it's usually her because she always shops first. She gets too excited. So she's like, okay, Turk, I got 16 gifts for you. And I'm like, okay, so now I know I have to get 16 gifts. And then 16 days before Christmas, we start opening a gift a day. We don't wait until Christmas. We're grown fucking adults. And if we want to open presents whenever the fuck we want to, we can. That's a fair point. So we do a present a day until Christmas. And then on Christmas, we open the stockings. That's our little tradition. And even if we're broke, like we have been before, instead of doing gifts or whatever, um, we always cook tacos on Christmas. Like full-on white people taco night. Like I fry the tortilla shells in oil. You know what I mean? We go completely out with it. Yeah. White people taco night. I think like... We just watch whatever's on TV. and Yeah, so tacos are a Christmas tradition. I like that. Yeah. Christmas tacos. Just completely out of the box, like, whatever. But that's our thing. So my advice to everyone listening, if you have the Christmas blues, is to create your own tradition. I like that. Yeah. Creating your own tradition, you know, it gives you something that's your own. Yeah. And I like that. One of my recommendations, I know it's hard, especially you were touching on the Friendsgiving thing. Yeah. So you're used to having a friend around. That specific friend, and you lost that. But one of my biggest recommendations is to surround yourself with people that do love you, that love you, that motivate you. Right. Because it's hard, you know, and if you're sitting there dwelling on something and losing the motivation, but you know that there's still people there, reach out to them. Call on them, because they'll have your back, I'm sure. And surrounding yourself with people. It's like, people are just generous around the holidays. And people want to do things for people. Like, even if you just barely know someone, and you're like, nah, man, I ain't got nothing going on. You know, they'll be like, oh, shit. Like, come to my house. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people are just so generous. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially, like you said, around the holidays, people are more giving. And I don't know if it's a sense of obligation yeah. or just a sense of the happiness that is surrounded for a lot of people yeah. in the holidays. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll do this for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, man. There's, there's a lot like of you're, you're scared to sit next to me. You're back in the corner. I'm again. sorry. I'm just leaning. Isaiah's in the corner, everybody. I'm leaning because it's comfortable. I my, keep telling him not to do this. My back's been hurting because of the, the temperature changes. We need backs to our chairs. Yeah, backs to the chairs would probably help me a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the cold weather causes me a lot of spinal pain. Mm. So I kind of lean a little bit to comp, like compensate. But that causes hip issues. Right. So we're just, we're out here. Yeah. Yeah. So tradition is my big thing. And Friendsgiving is always good. It's always good to do. Because a lot of people don't have family. And um, really, all Thanksgiving is, is it's just a big ass potluck. You know what I mean? Like, where people just bring things in and just do this stuff. Which we actually learned. We looked it up together. We learned a thing on Friday. What the hell, where potluck comes from. Do you remember? I do. I do remember uh, the original potluck. It was something along the lines of 
an inn of that sort, having leftover food, and whatever you got in there was the luck of the pot. Because you don't know what's going to be left. It was a surprise meal, in a sense, to an unfortunate or weary traveler. Yeah, it was like unwanted guests, is literally what the description says. Yeah. Guests that have just showed up get the luck of the pot for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Because they get whatever is left over. Yep. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, it's fucking potluck. But Friendsgiving is a wonderful idea. It's always good to do. I even, um, with my mom, I told the story on the first episode, like she... I would always let my friends come over and hang out and be there. So um, her and my sister would always help cook things for like me and all my friends. So we always had like really big, you know what I mean, potluck things. And I think, I don't know if it was on Thanksgiving, but I, had another, I have another funny story. My sister had made brownies. What kind of brownies? Well, you know, the kind that might knock you out. Um, the fun kind. I don't know if it was on or around Thanksgiving, but I do know all of my friends were there. And I didn't know what was in these brownies. I thought my sister just made brownies because she would make them. If she did make weird brownies, she would put them away or she would tell me. This time she didn't tell me. And I don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, so I remember I just took like out of the little leftover bit of the brownie thing. Like I just put a finger in there and just like licked my finger and just like walked away. Um, my whole house was usually rambunctious with loud music and people playing video games and people running around, getting drunk, all this other shit. It was like the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. There was like 15 people in my house, and all of them was asleep. (laughs) She was trying to get some alone time. Everybody was asleep. Even I was asleep. (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ, sister, what the fuck did you put in these fucking brownies, dude? Enough to kill a fucking horse, apparently, or a group of 15 teenagers. All you did was take a fingertip and you were out. Yes. I mean, it wasn't something you were used to, but right. she was just trying to get some quiet, I'm sure. I remember my, my friend Cupcake, his name is Cupcake, he like came to me, and he, all the time he would come to me asking for things, um, and I'd always be like, no, nah, dude, like, I don't have that, fuck off. But I was so high and like, being like, friendly, because I was like, I'm in this with you, man. We're suffering together. <laughs> he came to me, and he was like, turkey, is there any cereal in the cupboard? And I was like... Shit, man, I don't know, but if you find it, I hope it helps. <laughs> <laughs> if you find it, I hope it helps. <laughs> That's all I remember. And he went, thank you, turkey, and then just left. Oh, I was God. Like, down. You guys were just dying together. I fell asleep with a big gulp, half full of soda, in between my knees, and I was asleep on my back, and my knees were up, and there was just a big gulp in between my knees. That's how I fell asleep. Did you spill any on yourself? No. Well, there you go. I woke up. With that big gulp still in between my knees. There you go. Uh, That's how you can tell you were just, you were not in this world anymore. Your body was doing its own thing. It was spiritually connected with 14 other teenagers. Yep. You guys were all suffering. Yep. Together. Hey, them them edible highs get real scary sometimes. Yeah. It processes differently. (laughs) The world's going to be like this forever. Fuck. <laughs> Thankfully, no. Thankfully, no. Uh, it, it does get better. You, you eventually stop panicking. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Um, so everybody's just asleep. So that's just another Friendsgiving little story that I have for you. I love it. So, around the holidays, like we said, you want to do things for people. When you're broke, you can't do things for you people. You can't do things for people. You can't do things for people. No. And that's where that problem comes from. Yeah. Because you want to do something. But you're broke. But you still do what you can. Yeah. So that's how you kind of cope with it, right? Yeah. We're 
do what we can. We just have to hope that the people around us understand and appreciate. Yeah. I think, like, and, no, no matter what, whenever you're broke, you know what you still have? Your two hands, motherfucker. Exactly. You can still make some. That's right. Create something. That's right. It was this time um, for my dad. I um, didn't have any money. And, um, but, like, holidays were still, even though we were distant, really didn't connect as much as I wanted to over the course of my life. Holidays were still always big. And I had no money or nothing. And I made him a card, like I cut out, you know, construction paper and drew on it or whatever. And then I just taped a dollar to it. And I sent it to him in the mail. And I remember showing up to his house like a month later. And he was with this lady at the time who had two kids. They're like my stepbrothers. And um, I seen it up on the wall. And I was like, oh, how cute the dollar was still in it. And um, I was just talking to my dad about it or whatever. Tell him how I made it. And then this girlfriend at the time came up and like was yelling at her two stepsons. Like, why can't you make something like this for me? It's like just fucking yelling at them. And they were like, well, I don't have a dollar. I can't put money in a card. She's like, that's not what it's about. So you still have your hands, man. It's about the love and the message and the effort. That's it. That's, that's really it. what it is. And it's like that's just the perfect fucking example of that. It is. And I think a problem with the world today and probably for a very long time is yeah. that a lot of us associate monetary value with love. Yeah. So, you know, I know that I can make something and do something and somebody will appreciate it. But at the same, in the same token, I'm worried that because I didn't spend any money on it, they're not going to appreciate it. It's not good it. enough quality. It's not going to be good enough, right? Yeah. In the case with my dad, I knew he was going to appreciate it because he's just a sentimental guy like that. Yeah. Like, he saves every little thing. Like, it'll, he'll put it on a shelf and it'll collect dust for 10 years. Like, he's like, I'm keeping this forever. Puts it on the shelf. He's like the dude that has like a two liter bottle full of quarters and nickels. He's like, I'm keeping all my change. And it's tough right now, too, because prices of shit is going up and wages in some places are slightly going up, but the curve hasn't evened out yet. So shit is fucking tough. Exactly. And it's, it's the economy's fucked. You know, grocery prices are fucked. Rent, rent is fucked. It's like $1.50 an egg because mm-hmm. it's like, $16 for a carton of 12. And I'm like, yep. what the fuck? Yep. And that's not feasible. No. That's insane, dude. It, it's $5 uh, a gallon for milk. Yeah. Sometimes more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cheaper to just buy eggnog and fry that shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, you like eggnog? I love eggnog. <laughs> like, I, I'm lactose I intolerant. I eggnog for this episode, dude. That, that wouldn't have been a bad idea. Uh, Screwball makes an eggnog. Yeah. A what now? Screwball makes an eggnog. Yeah? You, you know Screwball, the peanut butter whiskey brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they make oh an eggnog. God. We have to find I it. I just tried that peanut butter whiskey recently at Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Tell this tell dude me. just came up to me. I was like, you got to try this. And I was like, sick. And I was like, where'd you get it from? And he was like, I don't know, man. Like, everywhere you can get it. And I was like, no shit. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yep. sounds fucking, yeah. It's fucking amazing. Screwball makes an eggnog. I, um, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who um, I knew was going to be alone for the holidays. Um, and so I actually like told Sprinkles, I was like, look, I'm hanging out with him in Discord all night. Like I hung out with him Christmas night and New Year's night. Um, and I uh, just got, I bought eggnog and I bought Captain Morgan and mixed them because I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. I think that's the way you do it. I mean, I don't really know. Any rum or whiskey with eggnog works really. Yeah. But if they got a pre-mix, yeah. I'll take it. It's like yeah. that rum chata. Yeah. I don't know if you've tried that. I haven't, but I want to. You like horchata? Yeah. All right, you'd yeah, love it. It's pretty good. You'd love it. Um, 
Yeah, so I hung out with him all night just drinking eggnog and stuff. And it was really one of the times I did. Um, but I actually, no, I did drink eggnog with like one of my half cousins one time on Christmas. It was just me and him just drinking fucking eggnog. I was like, hell yeah, dude, this is a good night. But um, I hung out with this dude like all night, both nights. And then like three months later, he did this whole spiel about how I'm an awful piece of shit and just ghosted me. Oh, no. And I was like, what? We were like working on a project together. And I don't know. There's rumors that um, he may have gone back down a dark hill, you know, with drugs and things and not the good kinds. Um, So I'm not I don't really hold it against him, but it was just a big bummer. Sprinkles is mad, though, because she's like, you've literally spent fucking Christmas with that guy and you're a piece of shit. And I was like, I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. I can understand her being pissed, but, you know. Because she didn't get me. He did on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand her aspect of it. At the same time, you were trying to do something nice for somebody, and his his judgment was clouded. I think so. If we're playing video games or something, and um, he couldn't get his to work. So I was just like, whatever, you know, just hang out and chit-chat while we play for a little bit, you know? Like, I'm, I'm sorry yours didn't work, but we had plans to play this or whatever. And so, like, he got mad as shit and unfriended me because we didn't stop and play something else. Over a game? Yeah. That's a little, that's a little excessive, yeah. in my opinion. So, so that's why I yeah, feel like fucked up. there has to be something else going on there. Yeah, that's 100% the drugs. Yeah. Alcohol, whatever it may have been. Yeah. Just, that's not a normal reaction. To any situation like that. Like, oh man, can I at least get a turn? Can you guys hand me the controller every now and then? Right. I feel like that's a more appropriate reaction right. than well, a piece of shit turkey. It's over like digital, so that's Ah, uh, well fair. Impossible, but fair, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. Gordon Ramsay had us. Yeah. So have you ever built a gingerbread man? I I have, mean a house? I have built a gingerbread house. How did it go? It was okay. It was a school thing. Did it fall down? Uh no. No, it didn't fall down. Well, wow. it was pretty nice. Sprinkles is really artsy, so she's all about building them gingerbread houses and things. And um, I just don't get it. Do you, you, can't, want... you can't eat it. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can eat it. Why, though? It's not good. Okay, I mean, I take them gumdrops like nobody's business. I love gumdrops personally. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat all the gumdrops off of it and then forget the cookie part. Cause I, nobody likes gingerbread cookies, and if you do, you're fucking weird. No, yeah. you're not. I'm sorry. Everybody like has their own preferences, <laughs> but you're weird if you like gingerbread, right? My goodness. But if you if you look at making a gingerbread house like welding with icing, makes it a little easier. Okay, like laying down a bead of icing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I got you. Um. Well, that's it. I'm going to cut this bit out, but that's all I have. Do you have anything you want to add to this conversation? Maybe we could cover a little bit more about grief on the holidays, I think. All right. Let me hit this and then kick us off. I'm going to try to hit this one, too. Did you see all the stuff I cut out from the first episode? Could you tell? Barely, but yes. In some spots, a little bit more than others. Yeah. But overall... It's just like, no, not really. Chopping back and forth. I'm yeah. pretty good at that shit. And you were doing really good by like, you were pulling the individual camera angles and then cutting to different parts. Yeah. So you couldn't so, uh, hardly tell. That, but it's going to be zooms. Yeah. Yeah. Because those just look so bad. The, the camera quality was pretty rough on those. But the zooms will work out a lot better. 
Um, so I'd kind of like to go over a little bit more about the traditions and grief and holidays. Word. So one of the big things that was a, it was a heavy tradition for me and my family when we would, we'd always do Christmas on Christmas Eve with my parents and my siblings because on Christmas day, we'd go to my grandparents' house. Makes sense. And my grandpa would, would hand out the presents every single time. Every time it was grandpa, you know, head of the house, I think kind of thing. Hell yeah. And it always felt great. And I remember the first Christmas that my family had Christmas just on the day with each other. I feel like we didn't know who was supposed to hand out the presents. Oh, man. And if I'm remembering correctly, I ended up just doing it. Just handing everybody their, their singular stacks of presents and being like, you s- just start opening. Right. And the way it was before, Grandpa would grab one, read off who it's for. They'd go sit in front of everybody and open it. Nice. And that first Christmas, without that, everybody just got their stack and opened them in private. And It's like you have that choice. Like, do I imitate what he did? Like, but that's tough because, like, do I stand up to what, you know? Yeah. You got big shoes to fill. So, like, fuck it. I'm just. Just fuck it here. Just, just get out of my face. This is sad enough already type yeah, of thing. Yeah. I just didn't want to do it. Right. And, you know, it's, it's since then it's been flip-flopped between me and my brother doing it and occasionally my dad. But for the most part, it's me and my brother. Nice. And I think that's because my dad has his own little trauma, you know, yeah. surrounding the situation, grief and the holidays. Right. I think I, I, I do it. Basically, but just because I sit on the floor yeah. closest to the tree, and I'll just kind of hand things out. But I like hand someone one, I'll see one for me, and I'll just set it to the side, and then I'll keep just handing them out. And then by the end, I've got like four. And I remember my mom always being like, Turkey, Turkey, open your fucking presents. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm handing them out. I'm savoring I'm the moment. Savoring the moment. I don't want to fucking open them. So then they just start messing with their shit. And then when the attention's off me, I just slowly fucking like. Just meticulously. <laughs> And I'm like, ooh, what is it? I'd spend time trying to figure out what the presents were. Mm-hmm. And um, shaking the box. I got so good at it over time, figuring out what things were just with my hands, um, that my sister would actually start doing weird things to the presents so I wouldn't be able to figure it out. Like, I know one year she got me like a video game. And if you were to see it, you could tell it was a video game. You know what that looks like. You know what it feels like in the case. She had actually taped a whole roll of colored pencils to it. So when I felt it, I was like, what in the? Fuck. Smart as hell. Um, and so my mom actually had to start putting all my presents in just boxes. Like, she'd take whatever it was, even if it was something small, inside of a box. And then, so Turkey can't figure out what the fuck it is. Um, and Sprinkles has gotten a little bit of taste of that, because I'll just, like, grab something and be like, oh, yeah, wallet, shampoo. She's like, what the fuck? Quit touching the presents. <laughs> Quit touching <them. laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this before, but there's actually a trend of trying to mask presents. and. Some of the things that people have figured out and been able to do with wrapping really? paper is impressive. You're going to have to look into it. No shit. Like, there was a, a video game case, and this lady made it feel and look like a teddy bear. What the fuck? But it was just a video game case. What the fuck? That's insane. That's insane. Goddamn. There's something I was going to say. Oh, I feel like... um. I feel like I'm really good at figuring out what things are because how blind I am. 
like I always use my hands and I feel things when I touch them normally. Um, so we actually, back in the day on the Grouch Couch, did a blind pumpkin carving challenge where we carved pumpkins blindfolded. Um, four of us were sitting next to each other. Super dangerous, um, but we were edgy like that. What's up? But my pumpkin looked like a normal carved pumpkin by the end. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck, um, but I think it's just because I don't need my eyes normally. So I feel like when it comes to doing the present thing, it's just because I don't, you know? Does that yeah. make sense? So that's actually something pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, people that suffer in one area, whether it's sight, hearing, both, uh, taste, they excel in different areas. Like I'm kind of the same. I feel things in a different way than other people. I can't necessarily carve a pumpkin perfectly blindfolded. You're so but, crazy. Shout out to that video, man. But I do understand that like I feel textures a little bit more intensely. Um, my hearing sucks, but my left ear is much better hearing. Mm. Uh, my right ear is terrible. Yeah, but, crazy. And my eyesight's terrible. Mm. But, you know, the, the sense of touch for some reason is more exacerbated, I suppose. It's more intensified. Interesting. And I think that's where you're at with it. I think that's true as hell. Mm. But like also you could look at a surface and already know what it feels like when you lick it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the whole thing. We've yeah. Everyone's already been over that. Exactly. Yeah. But also, biggity boo. I'm casting a spell on you. Your lips are now trapped. My lips have been a little chapped. If you were listening to the podcast when I said your lips are chapped and you immediately licked your lips, you have to rate, like, share, and subscribe. I agree with that. Because <laughs> I fucking did it. That's right, baby. Uh, sorry, that's just one of those things. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Well, Isaiah, turkey. Holiday blues are tough. Everybody, they are really tough. For real, get out there and stay vigilant. If you don't have the motivation to be involved in anything Christmassy. Make your own tradition on this day. Much like how the Jews go out and eat Christmas or, or Chinese food or whatever. Like, that's the whole thing, isn't it? I personally am not knowledgeable on that, but that yeah. sounds like a great tradition. Because um, they don't celebrate Christmas, so they all go yeah. eat Chinese food. Is there a way to celebrate? Make your own tradition. Whatever it is. If it's by yourself, with your partner, with a random friend that you barely know. Yep. Just create a tradition. And remember to just be generous to other people. Because holidays really aren't about you and what you receive, but as an example of everything we've gone over today, we smiled more when we talked about the things that we gave to other people than when we did when we talked about what we've received. And we remember those more with fond memory. So take that as an example. And it's not about the things you receive or what you do, but it's about the memories you make with other people, right? So get out there and create your own tradition. It's the best way to get rid of these friggin' holiday blues. Exactly. You got to show the love that you want to receive. Yeah. Be the change you want to see. And if there's something you can't do anymore, do something different. It's okay. Life moves on, you know? Like in Isaiah's story with his grandfather, he doesn't pass out the gifts anymore. But now, you know, someone else came in, filled the shoes, and they're still, they have their own new tradition now. You know, everyone open it all. Here's your freaking stack. Open it up. It's a new exactly. Thing. It's it's a little more separated, but it still is nice. Yeah, it's nice. That's my advice. Don't let the stats get you. The seasonal artificial. I have it written down. Hold on. <laughs> seasonal affective disorder. Don't let it get to you. Show love to the people around you, and if you're feeling down, reach out. That's right, baby. That's right. And remember, it's okay to not be okay. Bye.
head to my.hftd.org to donate to suicide prevention. Together, we can start the conversation around our mental health to proactively prevent suicides. I hate Christmas, so I don't know why I even thought of it.